spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. You fell asleep in my car, I drove the whole time But that's okay, I'll just avoid the hole so you sleep fine I'm driving here, I sit, cursing my government For not using my taxes to fill holes with more cement You fell asleep in my car, I drove the hey whole folks, time Hey folks, Doug Fireball Turnbull here, okay, welcome to a little mini edition of the WSB Traffic Podcast Don't even have Smile and Martin McKay with me because I took, I went rogue and I took a trip up to Alpharetta to the IATL headquarters. Yeah, ATL's in Alpharetta. See, what ATL is is the Interactive Automotive Technology Lab. It's a place that just opened back on January the 10th, headed by, or the director is, Brian Mulligan. Brian Mulligan is the president of Applied Information and constructs smart traffic signal technology and smart car technology and even runs the his company does the travel safely app which communicates with traffic signals and among other things tells you when lights are going to turn red and green and when you may be making risky maneuvers in a car so all of this connected technology is becoming more prevalent in the state of georgia the city of marietta went online first cities of alpharetta city of atlanta sandy springs have all done varying degrees of interest and deployment in this and the whole point of these smart signals as you're about to learn is they can communicate with smart cars. What IATL is, back to Alpharetta, is a testing ground for the many different kinds of traffic signal technology and smart cars that are getting used to try to be deployed out in the roads. They have to test there. And so what automakers are doing is coming to IATL and using it as a test ground. Also, other people that are interested in technology could come and learn how it works. And Brian was very gracious, as was his media guru, Bill Wells, a former WSB employee, and getting together with us and sitting down and discussing exactly what all of this is about. So you're going to hear about a 20-minute snapshot of a conversation that I had with Brian Mulligan, the director at IATL, and I was absolutely floored with what he has to say, and I think you will be too, so enjoy. It all changed on January the 7th in 2019. That's, about a, that's just on a year ago. And the reason being is that the Ford Motor Company announced that at CES that they were doing connected vehicles. And they're doing it with a technology called Cellular V2X. The Cellular V2X technology is a combination of line-of-sight radios, short-range radios, as well as cellular radios. We've all been using cellular radios, you know, to communicate and smartphones and all of that. Sure. And so this now changed everything. And the reason why it changed everything is that suddenly there was a reason for all these local authorities to pay attention. They need to pay attention for several reasons. One is that the idea is that every Ford dealership is going to have Fords that want to talk to this traffic light in 2022. So, so they announced in 2019 they wanted every single new Ford? Every single new Ford, Ford model in 2022 is going to have this technology. Wow. 
That's, so a, that's a big step. That was a big step. It was a very bold statement. The, the dozers in the traffic industry in the private sector started playing attention to. Now we go to market through channel partners. So we've got, you know, there are roughly 10,000 cities, counties, and states that buy, operate, and maintain traffic equipment. It's hugely fragmented in the United States. So everybody stepped up and pay, paid attention to that. The second thing that everybody's paid attention to is um, that what are called day one applications for connected vehicles are things like making the paramedics get to citizens in need. As this has been more widely deployed and working very effectively, more and more cities want to do that. Now, Marietta is, was the early adopter in this region of this, but that's where Alpharetta and Sandy Springs and the city of Atlanta and so forth all climb on board. They see they can deliver better health outcomes by saving heart attack, stroke, accident, and opioid victims. And, and I wish I, you know, I mean, I'm a data guy, so I look up the research, the technical papers and things like that. But Bill Bruton, who's the city manager at, at Alpharetta, sorry, at Marietta, um, uh, we were doing an event with him. We said, yeah, Brian, we're saving those guys, but the guys we're really saving are the opioid victims. And the reason being injecting Narcan, the antidote, is a very time-critical thing. So what we're doing is that if a guy looks a bit, I'm sort of paraphrasing what he said, the guy looks a bit sleepy and he might be a victim, but there's no, there's no negative thing of injecting him. The paramedics just inject him with Narcan, and they bring back people who otherwise would have died. And what happened is the data shows that it, show, it, it saves about 11 seconds per intersection, and the paramedics fly through between five and six intersections on their way to a call in Marietta. Because everything's connected to everything, we've got this, all this data. So what we're now showing that is we save a minute in the response time of a paramedic on average uh, to responding to a medical emergency. And something like 70% of the responses that a, that a city does are medical emergencies. The fire department doesn't actually put out fires. Not anymore. Right. They, they, they save medical emergencies. Um, and so they're just hugely proud of it. In fact, Marietta made their own movie about how proud they were of all of this. Independent of us. I, I, don't, I can call up that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so obviously we like proud grandparents, but... Um, that, that this business of this technology is not some, well, just imagine at some time in the future, you turn it on, saves lives today. That's amazing. So, so how, my understanding when you and I talked in the fall of 2017 yeah. is that the North Avenue Smart Corridor yep. was the first in Metro Atlanta. Is that right? It was actually the first in, in Metro no, no, Everybody wants bragging rights. Well, of course. You're right. So what um, Metro Atlanta was the first in a city center, uh, sorry, what uh, North Avenue was the first in a city center. Marietta was actually first to adopt this technology, and on the strength of that that we did North Avenue, um, and that, that North Avenue was a, a much wider living lab 
that did pedestrians and allowed people to experiment and uh, did new traffic control equipment. And so it was a much broader experiment. So that was the first in the metro land to do much broader stuff. But, but interestingly enough, as it's evolved, the, the business of the app on the phone and the, the paramedics, those are the applications that have endured. And now what we're doing is doing rolling out uh, further in the city because they've seen it all work. So Marietta was the very first. Yep. North Avenue was the first more wide-scale lab. And then after that, it was like dominoes falling. You mentioned Sandy Springs. Correct. So what happened is the next was Alpharetta. Next was Alpharetta. Yeah. And what Alpharetta did, uh, which was this year, said there's a much bigger story here. What we've got to do is get um, this technology out of the testing phase into the deployment phase. So Alpharetta bought the system for these day one applications. In fact, primarily paramedics here in Alpharetta. But then the North Fulton CID. Now, you, you're familiar with CIDs? CIDs, yeah. Community Improvement District, right. yes. It's private sector tax authorities. What they did is they augmented Alpharetta to be able to deploy what's called cellular V2X, you don't have to worry about the, the, the and DSRC radios, in addition to the other radios, and now there are a total of four radios, so you can talk to Ford, you can talk um, to, 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 to your fire trucks, you can talk to your buses, you can talk to your phones. And what that does is it established Alpharetta as an epicenter for real-world testing of all these connected vehicles. So what we did um, uh, is in the private sector, we stood up this laboratory that we're sitting in today. And it's called the IATL, the Infrastructure Automotive Technology Laboratory. Oh, that's, that's what it stands for. Okay. That's <laughs> what it stands for, the Infrastructure Automotive Technology, thanks Paul, uh, Technology Laboratory. Uh, and obviously it's a play on that effect, it's in Atlanta. Uh, that's the only one I thought it was. Uh, no, so, okay. no, no, it's an Infrastructure Automotive Technology Laboratory. But what it does, does some quite interesting things. Actually, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to press pause, and I'm just going to back up one, one step because do. There, there's another very important day one application, uh, which Connected Vehicle Technologies is, is showing to fundamentally change and improve. And that is the business of making the buses work better. So what we've got is we've got technology which we've deployed on um, 70 Coblink buses. Coblink's the Cob yeah. transit guys. Uh, and we're turning on the intersections in Alpharetta to uh, Marietta, sorry, they over there, I speak the whole time. Uh, <laughs> The, the, the Alpharetta, Marietta, they're kind of the... the Northern the, suburbs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got it, yeah. yeah. Um, what they did is um, we turned on so that the buses, if they're behind schedule, and they've got more than five people on the bus, this is called public policy. This is the public policy they decided. We're going to give them green lights. Wow. And because everything's connected to everything and all this data is flooding back to us, we're able to run some really nice reports on how well does it work. And the, the improvement in bus travel times 
is between 10 and 30%. 30% in traffic. We flush the traffic out in front of the bus. The point being, there's a simple rationale for doing this. And, and we talk, this is all the metro bus folks. If we make the buses work better and we drive ridership to the buses, there are fewer cars. Improve traffic. Because it's a big hope for traffic is actually to drive ridership to multi-passenger vehicles. So on the strength of all of this, Atlanta is also doing the, the, its next uh, corridors. It's called the Campbellton Road Corridor, which is the most heavily trafficked transit corridor in Atlanta. But Atlanta are saying, now this is public policy for the politicians. We implement public policy. We don't. Is they giving the buses priority, period? If you're sitting at a side street and an empty bus comes cruising by on the green, the next day you're going to go and ride the bus. Yeah. So, they, so they're, they're lowering the threshold on the Campbellton corridor for five or more people on the bus to, doesn't matter, it just has to be a bus. It just has to be a bus, and it doesn't matter whether it's behind or ahead of schedule, we're going to give it priority to see whether we can change people's behavior. They're either going to get on the bus or they're going to want to slash its tires. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. But obviously, because all of this is connected, um, you can adjust these parameters. It's not like you... But the problem is when you build a new lane... Yeah. When you build a new lane, it's there in perpetuity. If Cobb or Atlanta don't like the policy and they want to change it, well, we just download new parameters and then it works differently. Right. So, so all of this is adjustable, like you can tune the dials in a car. But what that means, that we can make uh, transit work fundamentally better by getting it through the traffic. So that's also a day one application. All of this is the real world deployment of connected vehicles. And it's just a very exciting time to be, to be in traffic. Um, and so yesterday we, were, we had this Georgia Technology Showcase event downtown. And our uh, contribution to that was to drive... Um, actually, we, we rented a bus and we drove everybody who was there and wanted to go down North Avenue, got green lights from Freedom Parkway to Spring Street. Wow. And show the guys, this is how a bus should work. So, so it's not like we're pitching some scientific experiment. We use, we use North Avenue as a living lab to show people how it would work. So this place came to be because of funds allocated by the North Fulton CID? No. No. Okay. No. This, came, this came to be through private sector sponsorship and private sector investment, independent of any contracts. Hmm. This is, folks, Applied Information was the lead sponsor. That, and that's your company yeah. still, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so we'll make sure that hasn't changed. Yeah, 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 yeah no, no, no. It might be the same. No, but we're the lead sponsor. And how did it come about? It came about through, this is a slightly longer story, so you'll have to distill this into however it, okay. however it might. Lots of mega, lots of gigs on yeah, this. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We're good. So what, so what happened is 
around the world, private sector companies got together. This was about three years ago, and it was led by Qualcomm, Ford, AT&T to create an organization called the 5GAA. 5GA is the 5G Automotive Association. And it's now 134 companies who are private sector companies who are making all this happen in real life. Several things happened. A year, it was only a year ago that I went to Berlin for the first time. They meet four times a year at different places around the world. Uh, and then a lot of activity in between. I go to Berlin. And there are 300 engineers all trying to solve from Audi, BMW, uh, Ford sent 10 people, Qualcomm sent 13 people, Huawei sent 20 people. Massive effort. I'm stumbled in there. I'm the only infrastructure guy. I'm the only guy who knows how to make traffic lights work. And I'm going, this is crazy. So I'm talking to people, and that's what they think. And I have discussions with these people, and I realize that there's a fundamental misunderstanding that the that the auto companies absolutely no idea how the traffic lights work. They don't know what goes on in a traffic cabinet. They don't know how they're going to deal with the traffic lights. They don't know that they have to deal with more than 20 different kinds of traffic light just in Metro Atlanta. Wow, 20. Yeah, and there's, around the country, probably hundreds. So there has to be a place where the infrastructure is gathered together where the car companies go and say ah, I've got a little trouble in Phoenix, Arizona well I say well go over there and that traffic controller over there, that one over there is the one that's used in tra Phoenix traffic, let's simulate that this traffic light up here, what happens in Phoenix so you can test your car right here because what you see around this room is every kind of traffic controller that's used in the United States every kind of traffic controller that's used them. And they all support this communication in slightly different ways. So the, the value that different private sector groups, such as Applied Information, but, but others too, I assume other auto yeah, companies, yeah, yeah. Or Qualcomm or who, yeah, like yeah, well, they, they, they said we need to have a testing grounds for, to be able to troubleshoot traffic signals and make them connect with our cars. That is correct. And so they can come out here to this parking lot, or is there a... No, no, 125 intersections. Oh, Alpharetta. Yeah, Alpharetta. They just Alpha come to Alpharetta, and then they can simulate that signal on a live public signal. Correct. In seeing. other words, you, we take the public road, and the traffic control is in here. Huh. So you can drive up there, and it'll pretend that this... This traffic controller is over there. So private citizens don't know that they are lab rats in, in traffic. Unfortunately, that's the, that, that is, the, that is the, the truth. In other words, there, there's, when, as you get, and we, and we could, could even go for a drive, and we can you know, drive around Al Alpharetta and, and see some of this stuff working, and you'll see all kinds of little issues. I could point out, oh, there's a little problem here, there's a little problem there, a little problem there. That's the practicality of when you get from testing in a parking lot to getting in the traffic. Now, we're very fortunate that, A, we've got a parking lot. Two, these are all private roads. So we've got an you know, arrangement with the developer who's been very supportive of this whole process, is that if we want to put up a, a traffic, sorry, a pedestrian crossing enhanced device, 
yes, we've got to do it safely. Yes, we've got to make sure that it's better than at least equal to what's on there. We're not, we're responsible people. We're not going to do anything stupid. But we can use this area to actually prove out these new technologies and deliver these safety and then go from here into Alpharetta. So that's the sort of the three step. There's inside, there's outside, there's these public roads, and then there's Alpharetta. Very supportive of let's do something. So, for example, um, you know, very, uh, the, the telephone companies, uh, Verizon have got a new technology that they're promoting uh, to take video cameras to um, see the positions of all the pedestrians in a busy pedestrian mall and broadcast each of those pedestrians' position to the cars. That's the way we stop cars hitting them. Wow. So these are all new technologies, but, but, but where would Verizon go to find a traffic environment and traffic engineers that could support them? So, so um, this, is the, this is the goal of the ITL, and we've just addressed a missing link that up until now it's been a science experiment. Can we these cars communicate? What radio should we use? And so forth. Now we're moving that, and when we had the opening here a couple of weeks back, the city of Alpharetta bought a big fire truck and put its ladder in the air. And all these car companies, the first time they've seen the inside of a fire truck. Ah. And so, but we've got to prevent the cars from hitting the fire truck as the fire truck's responding to, this is where you can test all of that out. Wow, that's remarkable. Was it a tough sell on the city of Alpharetta for maybe not the idea of having connected traffic signals, but for the idea of we're going to be able to control these 125 signals from this place and be able to run these minute experiments. Was that a tough sell? No. And the reason being, it's not quite characterized like that. <laughs> the reason being is the city of Alpharetta run their traffic signals like they run their traffic signals. What we in this lab is we just observe. Now, we can drive on the roads and use the jump because we've got radios in every uh, every traffic intersection. We can do quote unquote experiments, but the but the experiments are actually not in the traffic. The experiments are in the cars hmm. because Alfred is broadcasting all its information about what the signals is going to do and what it's not going to do, and the pedestrian crossings, what they are going to do, and the left turn, what they're going to. Can the cars respond correctly to that? Okay. So, they, so, so, the, so it's not changing the timing no. of the signal. It's more changing how they connect with the cars that you're doing the test. And, 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 and should the car brake for a red light if it thinks you're going to? Should it go bop, bop, and give you a message? Those are all the things that the car's got to figure out. This is an environment they can see how well all of that works. So the experiments, and I'm not going to run with this. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. But the experiments are only between the car you're in that you're testing from and the signal, they're not actually no. adding 30 seconds to somebody's no. time no, to no, get to no, Starbucks no, 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 or something no, no, like no, that. No, no, okay. no, we're, we're absolutely not, we're not changing anything uh, like that. We might, um, um, you know, work with the city. We say, uh, you know, for example, the timing of this light up at the top of the road here. That was set when this was a construction site. Construction site needs to be adjusted a little bit. So we'll quietly say, ah, by the way, 
Pete. Yeah. There's a little issue here you need to take. If take only care. we all worked in places where we could adjust the traffic <laughs> yes. light timing. Like well, a, this is a Haynes Bridge and, and Northwinds Summit Parkway. Is that right? I, think it, <laughs> yeah. I don't know sure the name is the Northwinds Summit. Yeah. So just, just to the west of Georgia 100. Yeah. Yes. We're at the northwest corner of the intersection. I'm sorry. Did I tell you northeast? <laughs> so, That's okay. I figured so, it out. Right. But, yeah. but, but what this is, it goes to the issue of collaboration. And we've all got to be respectful of the other party's um, positions. We're not going to screw up Alpharetta's traffic. We're not going to make an adjustment. We're not going to inconvenience the citizen. The reason being was that would put our partners in the city in an embarrassing point, place. We, we ju we're just not going to do that. And so what, we, but what we're doing is creating an environment. Let's get it's the 80-20 rule. We get 80% of the benefit with 20% of the, the time. This is a place where people can come and... Um, make sure it all, their stuff works. Now, Brian went on after this to take me across the room and actually show me the different types of traffic signals, crosswalk signals, railroad crossing signals that are all smart. And the idea of these signals is that they don't only communicate with the driver visually, but they can communicate with the cars. And if you have an autonomous vehicle, the cars can slow down automatically. They can speed up. They can choose not to take more risky left turns. Uh, there's actually a particular type of left turn named after a friend or an associate of uh, Brian's who passed away in an unprotected left turn crash, the most dangerous maneuver many of us make on the roads every day. So all of these types of traffic signals are up in their office and then all of the operating devices are set up. They almost look like small servers on two lawn tables in the room. And it's every different kind of traffic signal. There are guys from Hawaii or guys that were helping build traffic signals for a city in Hawaii that are based out of Atlanta that showed up at the Alpharetta office just to test that particular type of signal before they purchased it and bought it. So it shows how widespread this is. And by the way, Mulligan went on to say that Georgia is on the cutting edge of this technology. It's a great testing ground because it's not just flat. It has curves, hills, trees, all different seasons and things like that. But the culture in Georgia, despite what some may think, has been very progressive toward this technology from the DOT to the Gold Dome to the city planners and to the private sector. And there's probably no small coincidence that Mulligan's Applied Information Company is based out of Swanee. So you got all of that to digest. A couple of other places you can hear about this. Had a story running on WSB here today on Monday, that little in-depth during Atlanta's morning news about that. You may have already missed it. I also have it up in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution gridlock guide, Section B, the Metro section, also up on AJC.com. So check that out there. A little bit more about this. But thanks for spending some time with us. And you're going to hear a lot more for the WSB Traffic Podcast here in 2020. Smiling Mark McCann, I got some big goals Try to get out to you more often. So hope you enjoy yourselves and hope you found this as interesting as I did. God bless and drive safe.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.